Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. Today we're going to hear from Angie Penrose, one of uh, my other co-founder with Building Arizona Families, and she's going to talk about home studies and give us the latest updates on home studies, how they're going, what goes into them. I'm sure she'll share some funny stories along the way. And we'll get a, you know, a really fresh current vision of really what's going on. Yeah. And so I'm excited to hear from her. Um, This is an area of the agency that she really focuses on. And as an agency, we do a lot of home studies. So this will be very informative for those that are beginning the adoption process. Well, currently things are taking a little bit longer. Um, the, the court process, once the court receives the court to review it and issue the order of certification, is taking probably between 45 and 60 days. I have had some that have taken longer than the 60 days to get back from the court. The court is, needless to say, a little backlog. Things don't work quite the way that they used to, so, so things are a little slower on that end. Um, the process, as far as the visits go, uh, the state did not change the law for covid So the rule was still two visits, at least, a total of four hours, and at least one of the visits had to be in the home. So that um, caused some changes. There are still some families where they're opting to do that second visit outside of the home still because of COVID. But for the home visit, for families that are comfortable, uh, we still ask that everyone wears a mask and that we maintain social distancing. Um, and for families who are not necessarily comfortable having the entire two-hour visit in their home, we are going to the home, doing a home inspection, and then trying to find a place potentially outside to do the rest of the visit. So the social worker walks through the home and does the home safety checklist, and then they will go outside on the patio or in the backyard to try and do the rest of the visit. Uh, that's going to change right now with the extreme heat um, coming with this summer, but that is an option for families. And then for the other visit, if they don't necessarily want it in their home, um, we have had uh, our social workers, we'll meet them in a park. Uh, we'll meet them in the community somewhere where they can find a quiet place away so that the visit is still confidential. So that's probably the biggest changes due to COVID. 
Um, that has carried over to our post-placement and post-adoption reports as well. During the height of the COVID pandemic, most countries were allowing the visits to take place remotely via Zoom or a similar type of remote access program. But now they are switching back due to the fact that the, a lot of people are being immunized and they are requesting that the visits be in the home again. And there again, we're asking that everyone wears masks. Uh, the one exception we're making is if we have a child newborn and then children with special needs, especially when they first come back, uh, we are still trying to do those reports remotely just because we do not want to risk exposing that child potentially to, to COVID. So we are be, still being very cautious when it comes, like I said, to newborns or children with, with uh, severe medical or special needs. But other than that, like you said, that's been the biggest effect from COVID. Uh, otherwise, the home study process essentially has not changed. Going backwards from from hearing the current status of where everything is, what, mm-hmm. you know, for people who are just beginning to look into the yeah. home study process, for those that live in Arizona, what should they realistically expect? As far as a, a timeline, you mean from start to finish? Yes. We're telling people between four and six months realistically. That will vary depending on, for Arizona families, how quickly they can get their Arizona fingerprint clearance cards. Um, There are cases where people have to file for a good cause exception, and that will add on extra time while they file with DPS to get an exception to get their card issued. And then in the case of both domestic and international studies, it will depend on how many out-of-state clearances you need to get because out-of-state clearances have are definitely taking much longer than they used to, once again, due to the COVID pandemic. A lot of um, state offices are still not having people in where they have a full staff in five days a week. So those out-of-state clearances, we've got some that can take months to get back, and that will add on time to the amount of time it takes to complete your home study as well. So from the time a family calls to schedule a home study, to the time they have their certification in hand, you're saying that that's a taking approximately four to six months. Four to six months in here in Arizona, yes. Due to the fact that we have to add on the time amount of time that it takes the court to review the home study. How quickly are, are people able to get appointments right now? Generally, within a couple of weeks, they can have their first appointment. We still have fairly good social worker availability. That may get a little tighter over the summer. Um, we're noticing... Now that school's out for the summer and things like that, that we've had a few more families calling to get started. So that may that may be a little bit longer. But as a rule, you know, we've got a really great team of social workers. And so they're really pretty good about getting out to see people right away. In fact, we just had a situation where we had to get an emergency post-adoption report done. And they were able to get make the appointment within days so that the report could get done in time. Now, in the past on this podcast, we've talked about how sometimes people can be uncomfortable knowing that a home study is being conducted and someone's coming into their house. What can a couple expect when they get their initial visit and somebody, are you going to come in and go through their closets and drawers and, you know, check out the junk drawer in the kitchen? What does it actually look like when you get there? Okay. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. I, so many people think that. Uh, we'd like to say we don't put on the white gloves and check for them. <laughs> we don't need to see under your bed. We don't need to see in your closet. Mm-hmm. We're looking for a home that is safe and suitable for children. 
it does not have to look like it's going into on the cover of a magazine. Uh, nothing like that, uh, especially families who already have children in the home. You know, we're not expecting your house to look like a better homes and gardens. We understand there's going to be toys. There's going to be things going on. That's fine. We're really there to look to make sure, like I said, that it is a safe, suitable place for a child. So the big things we're going to be checking for are, you know, is your home is your home safe? Are your stairs and you don't your stairs aren't a storage area? They're clear where people can walk up and down them safely. Uh, the house is clean. That doesn't mean that, and like I said, everything has to be put away or immaculate. That it's clean and. Then, you know, we do have to check if you've got a pool. We have to make sure that it is fenced according to state statutes. If you have firearms, we do need to see that they are stored appropriately, both the firearms and the ammunition. And we obviously can tell people if they need to know what that has to look like. We, the social workers can tell them. The other thing is that we look for is things like if you have a chest freezer in, in your garage, that you have a lock for that so that children can't open it up and climb inside. We need to look for those types of things, that your medications, um, household cleaners, anything that's potentially hazardous or poisonous is stored out of the reach of children, uh, those types of things. Um, like that. Now, if you're adopting a newborn, you don't have to have the safety latches on your cupboards or anything like that when we come out to do the visit. Uh, you don't have to have the bedroom ready for the child to walk in, in the door. It was, like I said, it's just more of a, a, a safe, suitable environment for a, a child. Uh, if you've got pets, um, cats and dogs need to be immunized and dogs have to be licensed as that is, that, that's the law in Arizona. So, and obviously we're gonna wanna see that your pets are, are friendly. They don't have to be out for the visit, but we, we will need to meet them just to make sure that, that that's not going to pose a safety hazard either. That all makes a lot of sense. And now once you get past kind of the quote-unquote inspection part, then comes the interview, I'm assuming. What kind of questions are asked of the potential family here? We go through the paperwork, and then we talk to the family about uh, what kind of adoption are you doing? Uh, what Are you doing a domestic adoption? Are you doing a newborn adoption, an adoption from foster care, an international adoption? Uh, a little bit just briefly about how you arrived at your choice. Why are you, why are you choosing that type of adoption? Why is that what is the right choice for your family? And then, you know, a little bit about your family. Uh, what, you know, what, what are your family dynamics a little bit? We do individual interviews with each of the adoptive parents to find out their feelings about the adoption, their feelings about each other. Unfortunately, you know, you do find from time to time that one adoptive parent is more on board with the adoption than the other one is. And that's why we interview them individually just to see are there reservations are there things that need to be talked about further? Uh, do you know? Do they need to put the process on hold while while they you know while they have a chance to discuss it and make sure that they're both equally on board? Uh, we do individually interview the children in the home over five. Anybody over the year over five years old, mm -hmm. and that's more to find out how how they feel about a sibling. And there again, if if somebody says you know I don't want a brother or sister, well that's 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 not going to end your home study. That would be no different than you know, for a couple who have children and decide to have another baby and one of the children saying, I don't want a baby brother or sister. That, that's normal. Right. But there's a chance for us to, to, talk to, to talk to people and then have an opportunity to discuss these things and to make suggestions. You know, 
you may have a little bit of sibling rivalry going on here. Here are some ideas. Here are some things you're going to want to watch for. Here are some things that you can do. Uh, a lot of the home study, too, is some education. Uh, this is what, these are some of the things that you may see. You have to take 10 hours of education outside of the home study visits, but that's an important component of the home study as well, is providing some education and some information about what, what this may look like when you finally bring that child or children into your home. For some of the listeners, if they are about to begin the home study process, what would you tell them is what component takes the longest amount of time? Because oftentimes when people are beginning the home study process, they, they're very excited. They're ready to go. You know, they're looking to get everything done as quickly as possible. So is there anything that they can do that you would suggest on the front end to kind of make things go a little bit quicker? The things that we find that take the longest are theirs on a fingerprint clearance card. So I would suggest they get started on that right away. And we have our paperwork to where we can email it out to people and they can print it out and get started on it even before that first visit if they would like. And that includes instructions on how to get their fingerprint clearance card. So if they'd like to get started on that before even their first visit, they, they, they can. And then the other thing is the out-of-state clearances. So we recommend that as early on in the process as possible, they fill out the form that we need in order to get started on those clearances. And then the thing that most surprises people, but they find they, they don't quite believe us necessarily when we tell them this, but reference letters. Everybody thinks that their references are going to get right on their reference letters and get them to us as quickly as possible, but we have found that's not always the case. Uh, some people get busy, they forget, so they think that their reference letters are just all going to roll right in and they're going to have them all by the time they've done their second visit. And frequently, that is the last thing we're waiting for, is somebody's reference letter. So that would be another thing that I would really recommend they get started on sooner rather than later and you know, let people know if, if they're really anxious to go get, get going to talk to their references and ask them to please do them as quickly as possible. And another thing, too, if you could touch on is, generally speaking, one question I know that I've heard from a lot of adoptive families is, what are some disqualifiers? In other words, what are some, and it doesn't have to be all of them, but what are some major red flags that would disqualify somebody from being able to adopt? Any crimes against a child, that's the end of a home study. If you've got a criminal history and you've got any type of a crime against a child, we can't do your home study. That's the biggest one. Um, certain violent offenses, if you've got certain, like I said, and some of these are on a case-by-case basis because you know, just because you are convicted of a crime, the name that goes with it, we have to, we have to know what the crime actually is because the name it doesn't always necessarily describe it. Um, you know, we've had people that, you know, that they, they say that they've been convicted of an assault, but that's not what, what necessarily what the case is. So, but any type of a, a violent crime, um, a true physical assault on someone, um, where you cause someone physical harm, and that would include a DUI, of any kind where you caused bodily harm. Um, now, we do have people that have been arrested in the past for things like drinking underage and those types of things. That doesn't disqualify you from doing doing a home study. Um, you know, things that happened when you were late teens, early adulthood, those types of things, as long as it's not an ongoing history, that's fine. But an ongoing history of drug or alcohol abuse uh, will disqualify you if you've been convicted of of a 
of true child abuse or um, failing to protect a child against child abuse, those types of things will disqualify you from a home study. Uh, we tell people, and then the other thing is, is don't lie. Lying, lying will cause the home study to be done. Um, if, if you can't be truthful and if things come out, especially because when, you know, the court reads your home study and when they go through your records and those types of things, if things come out that you've lied about, they're not going to approve your home study. And to be honest, we will, we will discontinue the home study process. So it's very, very important to be truthful. And that can be really hard. Some things are very embarrassing, but we ask people to be truthful so that we can be honest and tell you, you know what, that's not a disqualifier, but yes, that is. And, and you won't be able to successfully complete a home study. Can you su- kind of summarize this all up with maybe one of your, your favorite home study stories, something that was either special, stuck out to you, or funny, or something that you just want to share? <laughs> well, I think you know this is still my favorite, and it's a home study you and I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're at the home study, and we're, we're doing one of the home visits, and they've got young children in the home. So they were nervous, and we're sitting with the adoptive parents, and we're, we're talking and going over paperwork and those types of things. And their youngest child proceeded to climb the cupboards, get up on the kitchen counter, and start pulling a knife out of the knife block. <laughs> Do you remember that? I story? remember it like it was yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And the family, I mean, I really thought that, mom was going to start to cry. They thought they were done. They thought that we were going to end it right there, that we weren't going to, we weren't going to prove them to adopt. That's the very thing I'm talking about. The knives were not accessible. They weren't somewhere easy for the child to get it, but we get it. These, these are kids are kids. And uh, that was still one of my favorites. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't funny for them, but it was, it was fairly funny for us because, you know, of all times for that to happen, is the one time you don't want it to happen. But like I said, it's. I do remember that home study uh, very clearly, actually, because I remember after we were done with the home study and you stood up, the back of your pants were covered in Cheerios. (laughs) Oh, I forgot that. (laughs) Do you remember it now? Oh, Oh, yes. And there was, and there was one home study. I, you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't one that I did. Uh, but one of the social workers shared with me that they did the home inspection and they were wrapping it up. And the adoptive, uh, the adoptive mom said, "You know, do you need to see in the closets?" And they said, "No, we do not need to see in the closets." So she said, "Please, can you look at my closet? I cleaned it before you came. Can you please look at it?" But they had to go look in her clean closet. <laughs> That was cute. That was cute. That was, yeah. And I I remember another, another worker, um, one of my favorites was he had walked outside and when he was walking back in, I guess they had cleaned their sliding glass doors so well that he didn't see that it was closed and he walked right into it and he was, is very, very tall. And he said that after he had walked into the glass and then stepped back, he said he was absolutely mortified because apparently his forehead had been a little greasy and there was mm-hmm. a grease mark from his forehead. So, <laughs> Did he tell him, you missed a spot? That's what yeah, I would have yeah, said. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, we did a one home study visit and one of their dogs 
uh, I had um, capris that had pies on them and their dog. <laughs> I was there with you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dog ate the pie on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we also had one where another worker got bit by a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Never a dull moment. No, no, they no, had, they no, had no, no. housebroken the rabbit. And so the rabbit hopped around like a dog in the house. Right. I guess she bent over to pet the rabbit. The rabbit bit her. <laughs> Life lesson, don't pet rabbits. Okay. It's quite the adventure. But like I said, you know, we didn't disqualify any of those people. Uh, you know? Right. We, <laughs> we just asked say, for that. You're, you're done. We're out. Yeah, we're not doing your home study. Nothing, nothing <laughs> yeah. like that. Like you said. Uh, you know, we're there to, 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 to educate, to, to go over the paperwork and help you get through that part of the process. And like I said, just to make sure that the home is, is a safe place for children. Uh, we're not, we're not there to, 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 to pass judgments on your housekeeping skills or, or anything like that. Or, or how you decorated your, your house. Um, how you decorated your house, you know, <laughs> whether or not your animals chew on the bottom of our pants, mm -hmm. uh, those types of things, you know, we're really not. <laughs> <laughs> yes those are those, yeah those are my favorite favorite stories well, right. i appreciate you sharing them all with us because that was fun thank you so much yes oh you're yeah, thank you you're so welcome like you said i let the, you know have people give us a call and and like you said we, we're more than happy to if that's what if that's what people want we will email out as much of the paperwork as we can so they can get started on it if you know so that they have you know, can get, get started and have as much paperwork ready for that first visit as possible. So we're more than happy to do that too. Okay, perfect. And in, in another future episode coming up, I thought we would ask you to come back and talk uh, strictly about Hague Home Studies. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Thank yeah. you very much for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. For those of you that are interested in beginning the home study process, you can contact us at 623-936-4729 to begin your adoption journey. And we look forward to hearing from you. If you're pregnant and considering adoption, we are here for you and understand what you're going through. We've helped hundreds of women place their babies for adoption, and we want to help you as well. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.